what if everything you thought and believed about successful buying, selling, and financing your home was wrong? Welcome to HomeWise with Michael Midget. This is where you can count on straightforward, objective advice on the right way to make the most out of every dollar you put into your home. Whether it's buying, selling, or financing, even maintaining and growing its value along the way. Coming to you from the News Talk STL studios at Union Station in St. Louis. Well, thank you so much for listening and welcome to the show. As you heard, it's HomeWise Radio, our second episode. And uh, gosh, you you never have to do that first one ever again, but I thought it was pretty darn good. And I want to welcome the man behind it all with HomeWise Radio, Michael Midget. How are you? I'm great, Paul. How are you? Excellent. I'm, right. I'm so excited. It didn't scare you off, huh? You nope. didn't run for the hills. Nope. Well, you know, when I showed up, I told you last week, I said the test will be if everybody shows up to do it again <laughs> this week. And so, you know, fingers crossed, parking in the lot and coming in and sure enough, they even let me more, in, so. even more showed up. I mean, there's your guests in the second uh, segment, they're here. And uh, so a lot of people were showing up for this very interesting show and you offer a really unique perspective on the headlines. The headlines of what's going on in our world today. This isn't just some show that pops up and you could air it in five years or it's just all about one thing. You're talking about what's happening now. Why don't you go over that a little bit, Michael? Um, what we're seeing now and your perspective there. Yeah, because, um, you know, you mentioned the news and it's everywhere we go now. You know, it just used to be on the radio, which is where we are. <laughs> yes. Uh, or TV. Uh, but now it's in our pocket. It's everywhere. It's from our friend, you know, it's in our feeds. It's, you know, we, we, we almost can't escape it. Mm-hmm. And, but we're still at the mercy of what outlets, news outlets will want, you know, want to feed to us. Choose to feed to us. They are a business too. They're in the, they are in the business of getting your attention. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they do that with uh, wild headlines, right? But even if we're talking about the down the road middle, you know, the Fox businesses, the ABCs, NBCs, you know, the the legitimate sources. We're not talking about National Enquirer here. Uh, <laughs> Good. But the things that you feel you could, you know, you could trust. You're still going to see headlines that, although are not inaccurate, may not convey the true sense of what you think they do because they're trying to get your attention. And the amount of clutter in the world today that, they have to cut through is enormous. Okay. Mm. So for example, I watch the news in the background while I'm working during the day. It just kind of helps keep me like attached to the world. Yes. Um, otherwise <laughs> I get lost in all this mortgage and finance stuff and real estate. And uh, so it's good to keep your finger kind of on the button, so to speak. And have some sound somewhere, exactly. at least some sound. Exactly. So you're not alone. Right. So for example, um, if you run through a feed, you might see things that refer to real estate bubble, right? Yes, absolutely. And you'll hear references back to the Great Recession, you know, what started in 2008 through 2009, maybe 2010, and how that bubble exploded and home prices came crashing down. And so now there's another headline that you'll see today, you know, the bubble and the ensuing crash, like assuming that there's going to be a crash. It's everywhere. Yeah. And you'll hear references to, you know, what happened uh, upwards of 15 years ago. And, you know, it's not that it's not relevant to think and to look at that, 
But if you don't study it and dig into it, you could walk away with that thinking that we're headed down that exact same road again. Okay. Mm -hmm. Except mm -hmm. that the data we have doesn't support that. Okay. Great. Now, the bottom line on some of this stuff is, is looks like it's supporting that. Okay. But those are just the results that you see, like the bottom line numbers. What's, what goes into making those markets in that is very different today than it, you know, than it was then. Okay. So let's, that's huge. So we're not, not necessarily getting ready for a 2008. And this is something that you're noticing. I think it's a great point. Exactly. Exactly. And we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to explain a little bit about that. Yeah. Here. Okay. So more headlines that you'll see because these all kind of fit together. Um, and these could be from the same outlet that you might see. Okay. Highest mortgage rates in two decades in 20 plus years. Right now. Right now. And mortgage demand hitting 25 year lows, meaning the number of, it's actually the metric is number of applications filed in, okay. a, in a given week because lenders have to report that on a weekly basis to, oh. to the government. And so we're saying the that. lowest amount of that in how long? 25 years. Buying of homes. Yep. Well, <gasps> we're or seeing applications. applications for mortgages. Okay. I get so what you're saying. A mortgage could be new mortgage to buy a home. A mortgage could be a refinance of an existing mortgage. Okay. That makes sense. Well, and see, these headlines make sense. One, because rates are higher than they have been. Yeah. And um, because of that, refinances have really come down. And so we don't have those, you know, we don't have those in the numbers. And the extremes that we have, we haven't had in a long time. So that turns into a headline that says 25-year lows. Okay. So let's actually... You know, when I see this, I eventually, if they hit me with it enough times, I'm like, all right, look, guys, I want to know. I want to know for myself. I, I mean, like if that. it's if it is true, if you're being like, if it's 100% what it looks like, face value here, then I need to know about it because it might play into decisions that I'm assisting clients with. If I'm going to do my job correctly, I need to know what's going on. So I have to dig into this. So. I decided to dig into these particular ones that I've laid out here today, okay? So okay. these numbers will either be what I'm personally doing in my business or numbers that reflect our local economy here area, okay? Generally speaking, they are reflective of what we're seeing nationally, but home sales down 20% year over year, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a big number, okay? It's a big number. There's no lie about it. But you'll see that it gets a lot of attention. That from, makes me tighten. I see my jaw people. tightening up. I can't believe that's the case. You've kind of explained why, but that's yeah, a well. Alarming. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna explore that. Dig in, baby. Here. Yeah. Okay. So we have home sales down twenty percent. It's real. You know, rounded off. It's twenty percent. Average sale price though is still going up. All right. So hmm. let's say five percent year over year, depending on exactly what you look at. Hmm. Okay, but point is here, um, prices aren't going up at the same rate they were going up, but oh. they have slowed down, but they're not retreating yet, meaning they're, they're still moving up from where they were a year ago. Is that because of the rates or? Partially a function of the rates. Yeah. I have a little different take on it though. First off, all, all this data is relative. Okay, so if you notice it's, X percent compared to last year. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, last year was a record-breaking year. 
And the year before that was record-breaking year, mm. you know. So you come, you know, you're coming out of a period when we had record sales, we had record appreciation of price of those sales. We were getting high on the hog. Well, we were getting high on the hog, <laughs> and um, we had extraordinarily low mortgage rates. So you're looking back and comparing. It's maybe not so bad. It sounds like well, as so it, it could. Right. It sounds right. Well, so it, with those, so it makes big sense. Right, it makes sense that. There would be a pullback because markets don't go straight up in straight lines. Right. They zigzag. So they go up and down and up and down and up and down. Right. So mm -hmm. number one, you would expect a pullback. Partially, um, that's going to be because of mortgage rates. Okay. Because when rates are up like that, there's an issue with affordability. Okay. You know, people that qualified at 3%, which is where they were about a year ago, believe it or not, as short as a year ago last fall. I believe it was last November, you could still get a rate of 3%. And now it's double, more than double that. That right? is correct. Ugh. It is, it's, it, it's gone up more than double, mm. double that. So although it doesn't double the mortgage payment, it <laughs> does make it significantly higher. Yeah, explain that. Uh, uh, the percentage of borrowing, it goes up. You're right, it doesn't double the... So if we're talking about the same, same loan amount, but two different interest rates, you're still going to have a, you know roughly the same portion going to principal because you got to pay that back over time, but you have, you have more interest. Okay. Okay. So that equates to a larger, it takes a larger payment to pay that, to pay that back over time. Cause you got to pay back the money plus the charge for the interest. So the interest okay. is cost of financing over, you know, over time. So that, you know, so that hits affordability. People that qualified at three may not qualify at seven. Boom. Okay. So now, that's very interesting. But wait, there's more. There's okay. more. People that were looking <laughs> at what they were willing to buy at three may not. So let's say they can still afford the payment. They may not want to afford the payment at seven. Okay. Huge. So there's a lot of prudent people out there. You know, the media would have you believe that borrowers and people that buy homes are just crazy. Yeah. And they'll just agree to anything. Okay. Not true. I'll most, just do most, anything. Most don't. Yeah. Most look at it logically. That's they, interesting. They figure out what they can, you know, what they can afford. Um, it's not what they can get qualified for, but it's what they can mm. be comfortable paying on an ongoing basis and how that fits into their budget or their spending plan or however they run their money. Okay. So same idea, what they were willing to spend or buy or pay for a house at three likely changes when rates are seven. So some people just pull out of the market, right? So mm -hmm. some, well, okay. So we just talked, some don't qualify anymore. Some will still qualify, but are going to pull out because it's too much. What also happens is people that were looking at one price now may have to, or desire because they're trying to keep that payment in line now have to look at a lower priced home. Okay. Or they'll try and buy that same home for a lower amount. And that's what we're starting to see in the market is these... Uh, because the rate's up, they'll try to buy some. will try to buy that home for less. Well, right, because it brings the payment back down. So, you know, and it, again, it depends on the house. It depends on how much demand there is, where it's at. There, there's a lot of moving yeah. parts to that. But just generally speaking... If you offer less, if you pay less for the house, your payment's going to be less. 
And sure. so they, you know, and so they'll run those numbers with their, um, you know, with their mortgage guy, with their real estate agent, and um, they'll figure out what they can do. Is that what you do for people as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So usually when somebody comes in, they will, you know, one of the first questions I ask is, you know, just kind of tell me what's going on. Give me the quick. You're getting a snapshot yeah, of exactly. it. Exactly. Give uh-huh. me a snapshot of what's going on. Tell it's me, like tell me what you're physical. looking to do. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, if I'm doing my job right, I am getting, I'm getting on the inside because I need to know. Important. Because it's more than just, this isn't buying something off a shelf. Although sometimes it's sold that way and True. it might appear that it's like that. But for me, I want to make sure that consider me a second pair of eyes. That's and I tell that to people, you know, if you miss a question that you should have asked, but didn't yeah, because you forgot or you didn't know, I'll still tell you because I know what you should need to know. You have right? to point that out. I mean, and you know what to look for. That's what's absolutely huge. By the way, you're listening to HomeWise Radio with Michael Midget. I'm Paul Cook and uh, totally fascinated by this stuff. What about inflation involved in what we're talking about here? Uh, We hear a lot about inflation. Well, a question I get a lot is, I mean, they ask what rates are. Yeah. But then they'll also ask, well, but why? Like, what's going on? Why? Right? Right. And because part of that conversation almost always encompasses, you know, don't count on them being two or three again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because what it would take in order for that to happen, we don't want. Okay. Right. Deflation. Well, inflation. Well, deflation would, you know, would take care of it. too much money out there. Would, uh, too much. Would, I see what you're saying. Right. Well, okay. So inflation is too much money out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the definition of inflation is expansion of the money supply. Okay, that's your classic classic def- definition. I learned that last of, week of monetary inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what the Fed does. This is one of their tools that they have in the tool basket. And they don't have many, but they one of the things they can do tip the scale kind of thing. Yeah, right. They're that's that's what they're trying to influence. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you start to pull some of these pieces together, right? So we talked before about the numbers and what we're seeing in the market and that they're starting to come off of or shift from a new normal to what they were the last two years. Well, why can't they just go back to what they were the last two yeah, years? Come on, man. This is like, all we don't good. want them to because what happened the last two years? Yeah. I mean, anything kind of pop out in your mind, Paul? Um, uh, starts COVID-19 with, starts, starts with the P, uh, pandemic, pandemic. We had a pandemic, pandemic right? Yes. Right. Okay. You're right. And I, I'm not, you know, I know nobody is suggesting like we want another pandemic because we want to have low rates again. Okay. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't okay. take I'm like the pandemic out. wouldn't be the driving force to do that. Okay. What it takes is monetary policy that was used in the wake of the pandemic to try and stave off economic ruin, because that's that's the Fed's stated purpose is to stabilize markets. Mm. By the way, in doing what their stated purpose is, they effectively, by definition, do exactly the opposite. <laughs> okay. oh, really? Well, right. Well, because they're an external force, Causing. artificial force acting on a system that they're trying to put back in balance. And maybe you specifically, or me specifically, it doesn't work for me, what they're doing. Right. Well, yeah. they're... 
it's a huge line effect. They do something way up here at the top trying to affect, I mean, they don't directly affect our pocketbooks, but by cause and effect, it, it trickles down, it, you know, it, you know, oh my. that. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. That's so, why you need your eyes too, right. you know, to help look exactly. at this. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I find that I, it helps to have an understanding, like you don't need to know any of this in order to live your life, but people need to, or desire to have an understanding generally of what's going on in layman's terms. So we're keeping this in layman's terms Yeah, to kind of have a sense of things. And as crazy as everything seems, and, you know, and depending on what show you're watching, news outlet you're, you're, you right know, you're paying to attention to. The headlines. Everybody's got a fix for it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's got a reason for it. Right? Even the big guy's got his reason for why we have inflation. Mm-hmm. A different P word. Okay? Not, you know, it's a. I think we're going to say God. No, no it's no, a much smaller it. factor. <laughs> it's a much smaller factor. So, I mean, Prince it is a does. play. But, but. Um, it's not the big, it's not the big pink elephant in the room. And right. and I have this word, the S and the L word in my mind, silver lining. You always have some silver lining or something that from this, you in your brain have figured out and put into application that, am I accurate and I'm saying this or am I not? Like silver line, you know of ways to kind of work this. Yeah, well... I wish I had better terms. Right. No, that's it's that's actually perfect. Um, it has to do with what inflation is and what it what what it does to our money. But basically, inflation erodes the value of money over time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right now, you know, it, it, let's call it eight percent. Means that a you know roughly speaking, a dollar today is worth ninety two cents next year. Okay. And then the year after that, it's worth 8% less than that 92 and whatever that number is like, wow, maybe 83 or something, you know, you know, something like that. If it were allowed That's to continue incredible. That's layman, year baby. over year over year. That uh, means something. Wow. Okay. Right. So your money becomes less valuable over time, yeah. which is why things cost more over time because it takes more of these devalued dollars to buy that same mm. good or service. Wow. Okay. If that good or service is being affected by by inflation, mm. all right. So inflation, it's a it's it's a supply and demand equation. But just to bottom line it, it's it's the prices going up. It takes more of those devalued dollars to buy the same thing in the future as it does today, and then the rate of inflation is the figure that kind of equates all that all that together. And if it makes it for a great headline, if you're trying to get somebody's attention, okay? So headline. So that's why. Right? Silver line. So now, let's go back to the idea of the show, which is family home is the epicenter of your financial picture, okay? Mm-hmm. The silver lining here is that your biggest bill, remember? Your home, home payment. With its mortgage, the biggest bill you have, it's the largest investment, it's your biggest cost, Okay. Absolutely. That, if you have a fixed rate mortgage, is unaffected by inflation because you have a fixed rate mortgage, okay? Fixed. Right. So another effect of when you see inflation happening is you're going to see interest rates go up, okay? And when interest rates are going up, see, that's, that's the price of money. And I'm locked in. Right. Well, right. So we said when inflation happens, the price of things go up, money is 
money is not a is not immune from that. Right. Okay? So that's why you see that's why you see interest rates going up. But if you have a fixed rate mortgage, your interest rate can't go up. Thank God. It's fixed. Right. right? So that's good to know. So um, you know, those people that have the two and three percent mortgages from uh when they refinanced the last two years during the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, they're locked in at, at those lower rates. They're locked into those lower payments. And that's, that's, that's the silver lining there. Okay. They're locked in. Okay. So, I like that. Um, you know, that's also can become a factor in the real estate market. See, these things all touch each other. But there's there there is a there is a link in to 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 the market to the home market is if somebody has their home and they have a two or three percent interest rate on it and they're looking to buy another one they can't the mortgage isn't portable it doesn't it doesn't follow it's oh, not a man. Small, right it doesn't doesn't that, go with that it. would be awesome if they move and they sell that house at mortgage that cheap mortgage is going to get paid off it's going to be replaced by a new on the new house with today's mortgage which is considerably yeah. more higher. Okay? Oh my gosh. So there's a deterrent to people buying Moving. homes over and over. So yeah. again, that's another piece, not the sole reason, the holding but pattern it's kind another of piece move. to that, to that puzzle. We have to explore this more. That is really fascinating. I know you have uh, a great guest coming up who has a yep. little bit different perspective. I can't wait to meet her. You're listening to HomeWise Radio. That was Michael Midget. Hang on because it gets even more Crazy Compelling, coming up on News Talk STL. Welcome back to HomeWise with Michael Midget on News Talk STL. Yes, indeed. Welcome to HomeWise Radio. I'm your old buddy, Paul Cook, and I'm so excited to be here with Michael. Michael, who the heck are you in case you're just stumbling onto this broadcast? Well, Paul, uh, my name is Michael Midget. I'm a St. Louisan, native St. Louisan, mm-hmm. uh, 31 years in real estate, mortgage finance. I'm a homeowner myself. Did you always know, <laughs> I know we have to get to our guest, which she's compelling and she's in this whole dynamic changing world right now, right on the front lines, I like to say, <laughs> her and her husband. But did you always know you wanted to go into financial things? Uh, when did, no. Michael, when did, yeah, okay. No, it was uh, <laughs> it was an accident. Um and we'll probably, we should probably do a piece on that yeah. because my background is like, I actually have background that ties to what I do, Yeah, um, which is a great thing to have. And it's one of the things uh, when we get into our guests that's coming on here in just a second, you'll see that, um, you'll see that at play. Cool. Okay. I kind of gravitate to people like kind that. Kind of an it Easter just, egg-ish it, it, thing. You know, it shows before you even know know it's there. Right? Okay. So, well, why don't you tell us who she is? Yeah. Uh, we are joined in the studio today by Lottie Blanchard and oh. her husband, John Blanchard. John's uh, in the corner observing this first right. time. <laughs> um, with Colwell Banker Realty Gundecker in Chesterfield. Yes. And... Lottie is, now I gotta, I'm going to slow down because I need to get this right. I'm okay. going to say it right the first time. A luxury executive relocation specialist. Yes. Okay. I mean, I got to know. I've, I, I have not, I mean, I've heard of just relocation like as a general kind of thing, but this sounds a little different. I'm dying to know. I'm sure our listeners are dying to know too. Tell us more about that. So this is where I thrive really is um, the executive relocation portion 
solely because um, the people that we relocate in that world, we really, um, it's nice because we're a husband and wife team and they are typically married individuals around our age, maybe a little bit older and moving here. And um, John brings something to the table for the man and I bring something for the wife. So it's it's a good dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So you work as a team. You're Uh able to um, take care of people. Yes. That's really what we do in our jobs. We, you know, we take care of people. We embrace people. We realize, you know, there is a technical side to what we do. But they're equally important. There's a people side to what we do. Yes. So we love um, offering a concierge level type service along with um, becoming great friends with our clients right. long after the transaction. That's always so, helpful. Yes. To like who you're working with. So you like, you know, you become friends with them. Mm-hmm. So that's And then incredible. they repeat, right? And they come back for if they move again. So crazy? oftentimes with relocation, they do move in and out and back. Okay. So we have seen that where some of, you know, someone moved here two years ago and then we're relocating them right back out. And oh, yeah. I'm the one that's crying and the wife's crying. You know, it's <laughs> it's sad to see them go, but then they come back and that's also exciting too. Wow. So it's a definitely people who are in the position to be relocating come in and out. And St. Louis is a great city for relocation in general. So, yeah, popular yeah. for that, right? Mm-hmm. Fascinating what you yeah. do. Wow. Right. And I can think, um, you know, I'm a lifelong native resident, uh, born, raised, I, I like to say, and never made it out. Like that young kid, you know, and you're growing up, and you're like, you just can't wait to leave. And then you don't That's leave. Funny. And then just, you hit an age where you're like, well, I'm glad I never left because this is like a really, it's a really great place. It is a special city. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. So for me, I've been here. We moved here my senior year of high school. Okay. And I. I won't ask you what year that was because that would be impossible. I can but. tell you. I don't <laughs> mind. 99, 98. Um, yeah. So and that's always the question, which right. at least I can pass that test now right. because I did attend one year of high school here. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. But, <laughs> You'd be disqualified um, yes, I, get, that. I get to pass. Um so that's that's interesting because I really do feel like that's tied into why I do what I do and why I'm so passionate about relocation is often growing up and moving a lot. So hmm. okay. throughout so my you, childhood. So you experienced that. Yes. Then. Okay. I think people want to know why. Yeah. So that's. You moved I mean, so much. Oh, okay. So yeah. my okay? dad was. Um, a healthcare executive. Okay. And we relocated, you know, climbing up the ladder as he. Interesting. Grew in his career, we would move. So I've lived in Nashville and uh, Tennessee, Evansville, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, St. Louis. Um, and then I did go away to school in Chicago and LA and came back to St. Louis. So cool. You've just been everywhere. All over. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Many different cultures. LA. Oh my God. I lived in LA for LA. a couple of years too. I did too. It was a totally different. Totally. You don't see people in strollers with no. kids or anything. No. It's yeah. the dogs. Yes, the dog strollers. <laughs> yeah, so you've experienced it yourself. Um, so you have intimate knowledge of what the relocation client is going through at that time. Like how, like I'm guessing, I'm, and I'm just guessing here, okay? So I'm staying in my lane. But is a relocation client a little different than, or maybe a lot different than like a general, like a regular 
real estate client? So, you know, the difference I would say is a regular real estate client is obviously based in St. Louis. They're familiar with the market. They um, are likely either it's their first home to purchase here or they are, you know, downsizing or upsizing. There's a reason for their life change that is outside of a brand new start. So with a relocation client, they are not familiar most often with the St. Louis market. They have another market that we have to learn about of where they're coming from. They have a timeline that they need to find a home and um, they know nothing about schools. They know nothing about any kind of Mm. day to day that you would you use in your so important yeah daily life so we're here to educate them not only on the housing market but um where to go for new tires or you know what school district is good for them and we often compare that from where they came from so tell us about your house in wherever you're from and what do you love about that what do you not like about it what where are you plugged in in the community um what's important to you what what are you looking to change when you move to St. Louis? And that's really how we help them find the right spot where they're supposed to be in this great city with, you know, so many options, especially for schools. Yeah. I mean, it seems like I'm just, I'm, as you're talking through that, I'm, I'm thinking of it in my mind and I actually, I think I started to experience it and I got some anxiety. <laughs> wow. Just hearing you talk about it because it's huge. Well, no, 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 no. I don't want to no, make you anxious. It's, like, <laughs> it's a huge, it's a huge, it's a huge deal. Yes, you know, it is because it's, a, it's always a big life change, you know, because people are, I mean, you know, home, biggest, you know, the epicenter of the family, personal uh, financial picture, the personal wealth picture. It's a big deal. It matters anytime you're doing something with that. So if you're buying one, selling another one, moving, maybe refinance or whatever, it's like a big deal. Well, take that and then stack on top of it this whole other dynamic or aspect that you just talked through Mm. being transplanted from one place into another where you don't know anything you can only, you know, you can, you can read up, you can read all the articles and magazines and the official, you know, things about look on Facebook and districts. Yeah. That's probably the way it happens more often than not is social media. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, you know, that can only get you so much. And Absolutely. honestly, Limited. it's it, it it may not even be the most important part. So that that's what I took from that was you one recognize that obviously because this is what you do; it's your specialty. But that whole other side or the people side of thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's really um, cool. Um, I hate to jump in, but what about over the last few months? How has it changed what you do with these interest rates that Michael and I have been talking about? So as you know, as far as relocation goes, they still need somewhere to live. Um, and so I don't know that it's affected it too much mm-hmm. because if you have to buy, you have to buy. If you have to sell, you have to sell. Um, and I really don't think St. Louis as is as impacted as some other cities that they may be moving from. And so it can be a positive when they come here and see, you know, that we aren't as, I guess, we're still a solid market compared to some other cities. So, right. yeah. yeah. What does that on, mean, solid market? 
Well, depending on where they come from, you know, and I'll just, I'll pick some common uh, historical ones out of the air here, but South Florida, for example, I know that intimately because I used to own some property there during the last oh my gosh. real estate problem we had. So I have intimate knowledge of this. I bet. Oh yeah. Um, you know, when you're talking about, I hear a 20% year over year drop and I'm like, you know, start talking to me when it's 80%, <laughs> like 80%. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, when you're sitting there and you're staring, like I got this thing that I own, I didn't plan on really owning it this long and I want to sell it. What can I get for it? And they're like, well, there's really no buyer for it. So if I'm being honest with you, it's zero, but wow, you know, so it could be, it could be a lot worse inflation. It could be a lot worse. So I'm, you know, not that that's a silver lining per se, but the reason I bring that up is because, and you hit the nail on the head, is in a relocation client, it's not necessarily a choice of if they're right. going to move or buy or whatever. They are they are doing it. Yes, right? they're committed. And right, and they have to be because, you know, in this case, you know, it's a job and whatever. And mm-hmm. it's still going to make financial sense. But, and I've, and, I, and I've been there with some of these people, they're like, you know, man, am I really getting the, the wrong end of this mm-hmm. by doing this now? You know, like how... How bad should I be prepared to take it? Yes. Like I have and to do it anyway. Did I miss, like you said. Did I miss the window? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big question that we're hearing right now. Yeah. And they, they, and it's not like it's like, it's going to change their mind, but we can talk to them in a, in a way that, and not to, you know, make something into something that it isn't like, you know, to lie or to, sure you know, sugarcoat something that you know, make it sound better than it, than it really is. But we can take what we're hearing and seeing out there and we can fix it to make it accurate for them. Mm -hmm. Real estate is almost always um, in the long run, you know, a good investment, a good buy. I mean, aside from that, you got to live somewhere. So it is, it is honestly crucial for us to support that with data and study the coming changes as the market shifts, especially with relocation and executive relocation. Um, Oftentimes these houses are in the 750s plus Mm -hmm. and um, it is a large investment and they may need to sell it in a year. And so what does that Mm, look like? And no, we can't predict the future, but by staying on top of all of the market data and knowledge and knowing St. Louis well, knowing what neighborhoods are popular and that can turn over quickly mm. is important. So we study, you know, days on market. We study all kinds of things to help educate them the best that they can and make a wise financial decision. Plus, um, even though John is not on right now, his negotiating skills <laughs> are smiling. part to none. So <laughs> that helps as well when buying. That's really amazing yeah. what you just said. By the way, how can we get a hold of you guys? Um, so you can give us a call at 314-996-9391. You can look us up at the House of Blanchard on Instagram, Facebook. Um, that's also our thehouseofblanchard.com. All right, and Lottie you, Blanchard. And you, and you said Blanchard. the House of Blanchard. Wait, real quick, is that is there something with that? Or? So that is our, um, that's our team. And we... Basically, the House of Blanchard just came to us. Love um, we love it. It's a great and, name. you know, when you welcome, invite us into our home, we welcome you into ours. We know that it takes a village and we're your village. So we have created um, the House of Blanchard Society 
for relocation. And that basically what that means is it's a group of mostly ladies, but the men now get to know each other, too, who have relocated. Oftentimes with executive relocation, it is the man that is relocating his family and the wife and children are kind of scrambling to get plugged in places. And so it it goes so much beyond just meeting once a month for like um, a pizza night or for we do all kinds of things for a fall festival or um, Christmas gathering. We basically, you know, someone's car breaks down. There's somebody who we know lives nearby and they come and help her out. I mean, we really are a community of women who are supporting each other. And then through that, the men have formed relationships with each other to golf or get cigars outside of your normal plugins, which would be church or school or wow. work. Wow. And it's just, it's really special. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say, because I, when I, when I heard that, when I, when I first discovered that, I, I, I think it, you know, in our industries, we talk a lot about clients for life and uh, the relationship and the, the service after the sale, like after the transaction's over and what happens. And most of the time, you know, regardless of what's said, people just get ghosted, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. This is probably the best version of that concept that I've ever seen or heard in any industry, much less just in real estate. So the fact that this is really beyond anything I've seen before. So I mean, I'm so personal. Yeah. So I mean, there Mm -hmm. life happens and sometimes it happens, you know, right after a big move and you don't know who to call when someone has to have surgery or one of the children breaks their arms and Mm -hmm. somebody might need picked up from school or some meals dropped off. And, and you would have that in a normal city with people that you've, you know, already been living your whole life. Right. But when you move here, you, you don't always have that. Wow. Yeah, what so a totally we're here fascinating to offer that deal. As well. Oh my gosh. Lottie Blanchard, House of Blanchard. Really cool. Thank you so much. And it's just you helping in so many ways. Very fascinating. I wish we had more time to talk about it, but thank you so much for coming and uh, we really appreciate Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you. It's HomeWise Radio. We've got more coming. HomeWise Radio with Michael Midget. Stay right here. You're listening to HomeWise with Michael Midget. All right, we are cooking along here. Homewise Radio with Michael Midget. I'm Paul Cook. I couldn't I couldn't hold myself back from that. Uh thank you so much for listening. Did you know not only do you get the great info here, but you can win a $50 Amazon gift card compliments of homewiseradio.com. So what you want to do is go to homewiseradio.com for literally everything we are talking about. So if you didn't catch the beginning, which you should have, you can go and you can go and check that out. So go to homewiseradio.com and uh, you'll see HomeBot there as well, which is very unique. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Michael? Yeah. So when you go to the website, um, you'll see you'll see a box for HomeBot. One, HomeBot is what I'm using to uh, capture it's really the, interesting yeah the contact information for the for the giveaway for the $50 Amazon gift card yeah okay? so that gets you entered in the contest but you also get some additional value what homebot is is a I, I like to call it a monthly statement for your home value okay? that's interesting so like monthly. other websites on the internet that will tell you your estimated uh, home value we all know what it is big Z 
Um, mm-hmm. Problem is when you go there, you wind up being a lead for people buying and selling houses because it's a website for people that are buying and selling houses. Even if you that. are in cycle of doing that, you may not want to be a lead, you know, but yeah. they have the technology there that, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not even going to go, go there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But you don't do that. It, you can HomeBot. do this. You can do it a different way. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can sign up for HomeBot. It's free. And once a month, I mean, it'll give you your value right off the bat. But then each month after that, it sends out what's called a monthly digest mm. that gives you that your updated value on a monthly basis. Okay. So in the mortgage company at Shelter Mortgage Incorporated, which I'm, is my mortgage company, um, I regularly, I put clients in there, prospects, people that I'm working with, uh, all the friends and family that I can. I mean, anybody that I know, you're that welcome says to something. come in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because people love it. They just, they like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. They get the emails and because they tell me, they open them, they look and it's just, it's interesting. To yeah. Them. I know. I got to say it, blow, it just blows me away. Like I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I expected it to be a good thing, but the degree to which it has been good, um, astounds me. Okay. Wow. So HomeWise Radio. I know you're going to love com. it. Okay. I know you're going to love it. So in addition to the gift card, you can get signed up for HomeBot and um, you get your home value every month and it plays into the theme of the show, which is the value of your home, your personal wealth, the epicenter and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is pretty cool. And you said something interesting. You said you can do it a different way. You were talking about the big Z, the website that uses leads, but that's a lot what you're talking about. You can do things a different way with our home value, with the silver lining we were talking about. Things you do um, at at Shelter where you own that company that really can be beneficial that you're sharing now kind of uh, information you haven't always shared. I don't want to make you go all into that, but just... I like how you think you can do it a different way. Right. No. And, and this, this is part of the, part of the overall system and strategy. Okay. So anytime I sit down with anybody or talk, I have to do an analysis. Like there's just no other way to talk intelligently and accurately about Mm -hmm. what's going on in somebody's finances. So I got to gather a little bit of data, ask at least a few questions and, um, do an analysis. Okay. Part of that analysis involves where you are, you know, where you are now, where you're going to be. And then we'll mm. look at uh, the amount of interest, the cost, the value of the home. Okay, so talking about HomeBot, HomeBot is powerful for us internally because I can use it as a resource to get some sense of what somebody's home is worth in the marketplace without having to pay for an appraisal up front. Mm. Okay, now, I oh didn't say that we don't need an appraisal. Right. Okay. But it's useful too. But when we're in the analysis, see, when we're at the analysis phase, we don't even know if we're going to do anything yet. Right. And I don't want anybody to have to pay money to find out. And then not do it. Because you've always, I mean, I've, I've, I have people come to me and they tell me the experiences and that that they've had in other places Mm -hmm. and not just mortgage, but just in business in general. Some of the things that I hear is like, how do they how do they do that? Like, how do they stay in business doing that kind of stuff? Just get like, you signed like, up, moved on, and you said it, ghosted. Well, yeah, yeah. And um, so I just I just believe that you shouldn't have to spend any money to find out. You know, so we do that free analysis up front. Home buy it brings us, 
with enough accuracy, something that allows us something that we can build that analysis on. Okay. But now getting back to what we were talking about in the first segment about inflation and interest rates and what mortgages are doing and the, and, and the market and all that. And I made the comment that there's a silver lining to that Mm -hmm. on the family, you know, on, on real estate, you have a mortgage on it. It's a fixed rate mortgage. Okay. If you have a fixed rate mortgage, that mortgage rate does not adjust, go up or down based on what inflation does. So even though the market rate on a new mortgage is at or near seven today, yikes! Um, it does not mean that because you refinance, you know, you financed in the past that your rate is going to move up to seven. A fixed rate stays where it's. That would be really scary. It doesn't change over time. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it would be very difficult to plan. And, you know, we've had this conversation before. I said, you know, that's a unique thing to our country. Other Mm. countries don't have long term fixed rate mortgages like this. Like the 30 year fixed rate mortgage is unique to us. Unbelievable. The other industrialized nations that have mature real estate and finance markets, you know, it's like, um, UK, Canada, uh, Australia, and some, you know, huge countries. And there are more countries than mm-hmm. that, but just those are the big ones I can think of off the top of my head do not have 30 year fixed rate mortgages. They have, uh, they, it's either a pure variable or they might have a three or maybe go out as long as a five, Unbelievable. And maybe, maybe a little more than that. But if you're planning on owning your house and a lot of people do, Owning that house, staying in it for more than five years, you don't, you know, you you want to be able to plan into the future yeah. what that what that cost is going to be. It's very difficult to do in other countries, but our country, okay, and this is a function of, you know, I might talk bad about the government sometimes, and that it's not. I don't. All I'm right, not, I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm just observing yes, and reporting exactly. what I see as fact. Yes. Okay? Um, that's all. And that's mirroring. Where we'll, that's where we'll leave that. Yes. Um, but that's, that is a good thing that they have done. We have an incredible real estate market. So I always say real estate's a good investment over the long haul. Um, it's a very safe investment and it's something that you can put your money in with confidence. Man, okay? what, so, well, you're right. It, there's so many good things about it and it, it can get scary when you see those rates, but you own your home. It's a fixed rate. 30 years, tell the listeners why that's a great advantage, the 30-year. Well, because you get you get locked into what that payment is. So over time, if rates go up, you stay at the lower rate, mm-hmm. right? Because rates went up, so your rate would be yeah, lower. Yeah, they could go up to 15. And you stay there, right. Your rate, so if you financed up you know, a year ago, over the last two years, you likely have a three or a three-something. Right. Two or a three-something. It stays at that, it stays at that two or three something until you don't have the loan anymore, whether you pay it off, sell the house, um, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's unique to us. Now on the flip side, if what happens if rates go down, am I stuck with this mortgage? Well, the good news is no, mm. you can refinance that loan. Right. So that's when we talk about, uh, you know, well, we said it was marry the house and date the rate. Yeah, yeah. You know? And Very the more I say that, the more 
my stomach starts to turn a little Marry the house, date the rate. That's that's really interesting. It just interesting. means that you're not stuck with the mortgage that you have. So, I mean, if you think about this from a mortgage investment standpoint, I mean, does that sound like a great investment to you? If rates go up, the value of my mortgage as an investor, yeah, right, if I'm buying the bonds that back these mortgages, my investment becomes less valuable. Yes. Okay. So it's, there's some, you know, the erosion of value thing we were talking about before. Yeah. The right? dollar and everything. Um, that value goes down. Um, but if rates go down, the value of my investment would go up because there's an inverse relationship there. But uh-huh. if rates go down, what do you do? You refinance, you pay me off as an investor. So now I don't have my investment anymore. So I just got to the point where I was going to start making money and you pay it off. Wow. And you give it to somebody. Or if I want to keep it, I have to lower the rate back down to a market thing. And now I'm not in a premium position anymore. So, you know, there's, it's such as important. an investment, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of moving parts to it. There's a lot of other reasons why those bonds really serve a different purpose than what you would think of in a classic investment mm. sense. Yeah. But just think about that. You know, it's, it's, it's odd. This is Michael Midget's uh, opinion on this stuff and your experience after 31 years. And that's all we're doing here. You know what I mean? Communicating homewiseradio.com. Just understand that over time as rates go up, uh, that's not good for bonds. Okay. Okay. And if you're, if you're the owner of the bond, but as a mortgage holder, you're not the owner. You're the one that got lent the money. Okay. So now the silver lining. Okay. The way inflation works is, remember we said it, it erodes the value of something over time, mm-hmm. okay? So just general rule of thumb, quick and dirty calculation here you can do. You can take your mortgage rate. You can subtract the inflation rate from it yeah. to get in that effective rate of what that money is going to cost you over the course of a year. So do the math on that. If you have a 2 or a 3 or a 4% mortgage and inflation is 2 3 or 4 or eight, like it is now. Yeah. Um, you're net effectively. I mean, you're actually making money by having that mortgage. Mm. And that's really cool, man. So financial advisors will tell you, "Hey, take out a big long mortgage uh, and leave it, and leave it." That's okay? a great investment. Now it's against conventional wisdom. It's not like it's not what people do. Um, I don't judge you one way or another way, but in order to have a sense of you know, what you should do with your money, you need to know, you know, you need to know these things. So it's another great point though, in episode number two of HomeWise Radio with Michael Midget. Do you mind me asking where you went to high school? Hazelwood East. Hazelwood East. Okay, good. North County. Getting to know the guy here. Absolutely. Well, Amazon gift card right now, you can win a $50 Amazon gift card at homewiseradio.com. We want to let you know. We'll announce your name. So if you're getting in, we'll just say your name if you're the winner, but nothing else uh, you know, on the air. But we just wanted to let you know on that. And we're just so grateful uh, to have your listenership and have you joining us wherever you are, even if you're at homewiseradio.com, which is pretty cool. Good job today. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you. It's HomeWise Radio on News Talk STL.